Coach Tim Corbin joining us. Tim, good morning. How you doing? Morning, Tim. Good morning, Greg. How you doing? Doing well. John, how you doing? Great. How was your trip to Texas? Two out of three? Uh, considering the level of competition, that ain't bad. No, it was uh, it was a pretty uh, tough tournament for sure. A lot of resistance there with the teams. I thought TCU was very good. They looked like they were in midseason form and then played Oklahoma State, of course, the next day and then Texas the next day. But I, I felt, felt like we got more comfortable as the, the tournament uh, wore on, which is probably – normal you know for young kids who go into an environment at least the kids that were young that were playing get into that environment you could sense there was was some nerves so uh that that's what we need to do to do though the lights go on a little bit in the first part of the season you play in a tournament like that it's a whole lot different than getting comfortable at home so i'm glad we did it yeah i was just going to ask you coach just how beneficial it was to start your season on the road the kids getting used to being on the road playing uh, playing together away from the hawk and 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 having to perform. Yeah, I, I think that was probably the the best teacher of of everything. It was just getting that type of information on the road against uh, good teams in an environment where the crowds were very good. You know, especially for you know February. Now it was indoors, so you know what to expect in terms of conditions, which were great. Uh, and the facility is certainly. Uh, first class, but you know, in terms of interest in college baseball at that time, that lower bowl from left field to right field was was full, and then there were some outfield seats too. They had a fan zone out in left field. So, in terms of what you felt with the fans and the environment from a baseball standpoint, it it was very good, and certainly something that you know, if you could do that every year, I, I think you'd go for it, just because. You, you, it's like you got to put away the wins and losses. I think it's just getting the information you need because you're going to get exploited in some ways, but that, that's really what you want as far as a team and a coach to, to grow into the season. You know, and right now you always hear, in, 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 as he tries to get it out, you always hear in training camp the pitchers are header, batters, batters are header, hitter, ahead of the pitchers, whatever. Where is it in college baseball this time of the year? Are the pitchers ahead a little bit? The, the, is it? How does it catch up? That's a good question because I, I think there's a lot to that right now, especially with these <clears throat> the time situation that we have, you, you know, where the – Pitchers have to unload the ball before 20 seconds. The hitter has to be in the batter's box for 10 seconds. I say that because, you know, typically it feels like the pitchers are ahead of the hitters, but I would say from a command standpoint, because of the time constraints that are put on pitchers and hitters now, I you know, the command of the pitchers is probably a little bit less than what it used to be because they had more time to deliver the ball, so the hitters are getting in better counts because they're getting in better counts. It feels like the hitters are, you know, a little bit ahead. Now, I, I, I don't know. I don't know that for sure. But, you know, the way hitters are training today, hitters, certainly when I first started, are training a whole lot differently against pitching now with machines. You know, they get those pitching machines cranked up, so – it feels like a lot of kids can hit a good fastball. And these fastballs now, they're not 91, 92 anymore. you got 93, 94, 95. We had a kid named Grayson Carter last night who pitched for us. He's a sophomore, and he touched 106 times. So it's like, Jeez. okay, whoa, these velocities now that we're seeing, it looks like the hitters are measuring up to that. So 
I don't know. It's a it's a great question. I, I in some points it looks like the pitchers are, but in other other ways I feel like the hitters are getting off pretty good swings. Well, uh, Alan Espinal put up put together a couple of nice swings last night for you, Coach. Not a bad way to start the season. Three hits, three home runs. Yeah, he, he, uh, he he's deserving of that too. He's in this breakfast club here every morning. I mean, at six a.m. he's down in our cages Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. He works at this, and the thing that makes him unique is he's all for the team. And in the two years that he's three years now that he's been here, first two years he didn't play much, but you'd never know it. I mean, his personality never changes. He's such a unique kid, and when he hit that grand slam against Texas on Sunday, it's, it's almost like the entire dugout just exploded and erupted because they feel that kid. Hmm. And he certainly got off two really good swing gestures. He's got really, really strong hands. I mean, he put on 25 pounds over the past year. He made a huge commitment to the weight room. This is a kid who no one works harder than this kid. No one works harder academically, athletically. Um, he's just that guy that, you know, he cares about everything he's doing, but he cares about people first, and I'm glad that he's getting some returns. Vanderbilt baseball coach Tim Corbin, UCLA, coming in uh, this weekend. We have all the games uh, right here on Nashville Sports Radio. Tim, I, I read a quote from one of your pitchers um, uh, that said, we play fast anyway. You Last year with the watch or the clock or whatever, you know, the, the microphone on the, the arm, but – are you a fast-playing team anyway? Does, so are you more uh, – is it more agreeable that these changes are coming and you're already playing as a fast team? Yeah, I just think it's because of the nature of the kids that we have out there. They all can move really well. Uh, and I'm not saying they're burners. I mean, Enrique runs much better than most of the kids playing the game. But at the same time, there's some kids that can run close to him. So – yeah, I mean, I, I think the key is finding first base. If you can find first base, then we're probably going to move. But uh, I, I like the way the team plays. I do. I, I like that style of play. I, I'm probably not one that wants to sit back and, I guess, the old Earl Weaver adage, you know, you play for a three-run home run. I'd, I'd rather see movement. I think fans would, too. But I, I enjoy that part of it, and uh, I think the kids certainly buy into their own abilities to to be able to run and they want to run i mean i can look over there and through a body language standpoint they're going coach send me um <laughs> and you know it's it's one of those situations where i don't, I don't call every steal obviously it is a, there's a green light system and a red light system and when they get to a point where they feel like they've got to jump and they they know momentum then they, they're probably going to move coach got ucla coming in this weekend what do you what have you learned about them so far uh, it's one of my best friends, John Savage, the pitching coach there. He, uh, or pitching coach, the head coach, but he works with the pitchers. Mm. You know, I've, I've known him ever since going back to my, my days at Clemson and we coached together on team USA, but any team that John is a part of because he's managing the pitching, they, they can really pitch and they've always been able to pitch, but it looks like this team from a hitting standpoint is very physical. They get some good sized kids. So, they played well out of the uh, first weekend. They scored a ton of runs. They scored a lot, a lot of runs against Pepperdine on Tuesday night. And, um, and this is what you want. It's another really, really good test for our team in, in so many different ways. Uh, so offensively, it's going to be, be a challenge for our hitters, and I would say that for our pitchers as well. 
Tim, I always love the uh, analogy that you give of a season where you're you're driving the car, <laughs> then you move over to the the driver's side seat, and then you get in the back seat and just let them roll. Uh, you get any? What time do you get a feel of how you can start making those moves from behind the wheel to the to the passenger side to the back seat? I think you know every se- season's different. I think it depends on the maturity of the group and how they're operating. Uh, I think we've we've got a lot to discover about ourselves because we're only five games in. But I mean, you know, I'd say from a maturity standpoint, they're you know they're as good as any team that we've had in terms of how they conduct business, um, the extra things that they're doing. I mean, I, I haven't. We've had a lot of hard workers, you know, through the years. I mean, your baseball player, you got to put in the time in order to be a good player. It's just. You can't come to a training session or practice session and expect that you're just going to get better in that segment. And I, I guess in the mornings and late at night, I, I haven't seen as many kids as we have that are operating in this environment. I mean, you get older kids that are hitting here till 11 o'clock at night, and you know it's after study hall and so on. So I don't know. That's a, that's a good question. How they're operating right now from a maturity standpoint, the time and effort that they're putting into the game, I'd say it's it's high. What that amounts to, I, I don't know. I mean, I know the, you know, our league and what we're playing this weekend. It's all very good, and there's very little separation. But I hope it's one of those things that, to your point, you can turn over to the team at some point in time, and say this is ours, and they move with it. Um, but that's always different through the years. Dinner tonight or the most recent dinner? We need to have the report, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> Uh, let's see. Um, well, last night, uh, I actually ate here at the, the facility. So, um, but we went to Agave's the night before the Mexican restaurant. That's very good down on, uh, uh, past the, uh, the White Bridge Road exit right near Kroger's. That, that's a good place. And Midnight Oil is always, uh, a stop for us for sure. It's pizza once a week anyway. And that's usually <laughs> our, our go-to. <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks, Tim. We'll uh, have a good weekend. Uh, good luck. Oh, right. by the way, how how does yep. it work out that when you have your game yesterday on February 22nd that it's the warmest day since 1897? <laughs> I don't like that. That's scary. That's that, that big guy up there has a huge pump fake for it. That's, that's too nice today. 78 degrees doesn't belong in February in, in Nashville. All right. The, yeah, then the blizzard's coming uh, yeah, the right. week the, of the SEC yeah, opener. Yeah, yeah, the uh-huh. southeaster. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Tim. All right. Thanks, yeah. guys.